This is Jakari Jackson for Axe9Films.com, and you're listening to the Axe9Films podcast. Our goal is to share the unique stories of how believers encountered Christ. And on today's episode, we have Miss Janice Jones. She is the CEO and president of Just the Beginning. It's a nonprofit in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that deals with women adjudicated from the criminal justice system. She'll be talking about that, as well as her personal testimony, where she dealt with a failed marriage, depression, and also thoughts of suicide. In addition to the audio version that you're hearing here, if you go to our YouTube page, Axe9Films, that's Axe, A-C-T-S, the number nine films, you can see the video version of this as well as our other interviews. Also, if you go to our website, Axe9Films.com, you can see the videos there. And also, if you'd like to support us financially, you can go to our donate tab or also our online shop. Let's get into this interview. So here at Acts 9, that is uh, Saul's conversion into Paul. So what we like to do is we like to start off with people. They'll tell us uh, how they came to Christ, and then we'll get into questions that are a bit more specific to you. So for you, how did you come in to the knowledge of Christ? Well, I grew up in church, um, going with my parents my entire life. Um, but the time that I truly remember um, having a relationship with Christ and connecting, I was in college. And a young lady that worked with me while I was going to college, her name was Janice as well, spelled G-E-N-I-S-E. <laughs> and Janice, she invited me to her church. And it was at that moment that I really took a look at who I was and where I was, and Christ and I became one. Okay. And so that's been a lot of years ago, 1980-ish. 80-ish. Okay, now as I find with many people who grew up in the church, they have um, an exposure to Christ, but then they have some years that aren't exactly as holy. Did you have a similar experience to that? Um, a little bit. I, I grew up in the Catholic Church, so what that meant was I had lots of, I grew up in, around lots of discipline in that. It's given me the opportunity to be a person and walk with integrity and to be the person that says that does what she says she's going to do. All right. So one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show here is um, you had a very interesting testimony. And for people at home, I've known Janice for some years. And uh, I guess the past year or so, I got to hear uh, you preach. And you'd mentioned that at one point you had a, a suicide attempt. So how did that come about? And well, let's just start with that. Uh, what, what drove you to that point? Okay, well, um, back in, in the 80s, I married my high school sweetheart. And um, from there, you know, growing up as young girls, you imagine the best. And so um, after a year of marriage, I discovered that my um, my husband was addicted to drugs. And because of who I am and my dedication, I'm going to, you know, pursue and helping and giving you everything that I possibly can. And that's what I did. And I did it for 13 years. It was a long 13 years. It was a great 13 years with great things happening um, because my children were born at that time, not knowing that I would be able to have children. But I found myself at the end of the marriage. And when it was all said and done, I I had taken on a personality of someone I didn't know. 
And because of the transition from the chaos to trying to identify who I was, I became, I was hopeless. Um, the overwhelming pain of not being with the person you intend to be with for the rest of your life was staggering. And so at that time, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was apart from the chaos, like I said. And so I found myself in a place of hopelessness. And I didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to raise my kids, how I was going to um, move forward without the person I thought that I would be spending my life with. And so I found myself in a place of depression. And I can't tell you exactly how long it was. Um, there are times and periods of my life that I don't remember. And I realize I didn't remember things because of conversations that are had in other places and then um, with family members. And I literally don't remember because it was a coping skill, coping mannerism that I used in order to keep from being hurt or feeling the pain at that time. And so um, when I got to that point of I really wanted to know who I was. But <sighs> that part of my life was still there. You can divorce, but the pain is still there. Now, as far as that time, and it's it's a no dark time, so you can elaborate as much as or as little as you want. But uh, was. Was it just a thought that you had, or was it an actual action that you put into practice? It was a thought. It was all of that. It was a plan, an action, um, and then I stopped. It was all of that. I was there. The only reason I'm here today is because of the grace of God. And once I... That breaking point was... I had gotten to the end of my rope and I knew that through what I did know, going to church and um, in the church and still not understanding how to break free of that painful part of your life that had consumed you, I, um, I reached out to God. It was real simple. At that moment, I didn't have a desire to pray. I didn't have a desire to want to talk to anybody about it. I just wanted it to be the pain to stop. And so once I came to the point to where I would, did call on the Lord to help, and it was real simple, help, help me, help me because I was at the bottom, and he did, and I rose to the occasion. And so um, not knowing that the enemy had came to kill, steal, and destroy that which God had put in me, and that was my heart and the desire and the passion that he was about to cultivate to help serve women 
um, and I didn't want to leave my children. And so here I am today, helping other people. Another part of your testimony is, um, at least at the time, I don't know how you feel about it now, but at least at the time you weren't too fond of working with women uh, for <laughs> any number of reasons. Could you expand a little bit on that? Well, you know, in my experience with women um, in the past, the jealousy, the strife, the backbiting, the cheating with the ex-husband and all of those things, I really didn't have a good flavor for um, being connected to women. However, God had a better, uh, a bigger plan for me. And so um, I just wanted to really just stay in my bubble. I'll stay in my space. Nobody violate my space and we'll be good. And so that included, of course, women. Um, I wasn't a problem. I, like I said, if I was involved with anything, I did what I said I was going to do. However, uh, I really wanted to back away from that 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 element of um, just being involved and hanging around women. That was not a part of my plan. And how did you overcome that, or how do you how do you work with that? <laughs> well. There's really nothing else to say but the overwhelming um, urge to obey. Um, and in August of 2000, no, it was January of 2009 at, at a women's encounter. Um, I heard God say, it was very clear after running for seven years away from his calling, his assignment, um, I heard him say, if you don't do what I told you to do, hundreds of thousands of women would die. And that provoked me to do whatever it is that he wanted me to do. Even if I didn't know how or what I was doing, I was still going to do the call that he had on my life. And that call was to start just the beginning? Well, I didn't really know. Uh, someone approached me about... Um, I started talking a little bit about this thing that I was supposed to do to help women. Not sure what it was supposed to be. I even had someone research. Um, they couldn't find what I was sharing. They couldn't find the, sh the vision. And they approached me and they said, you know, maybe it's not out there because you're supposed to be the one um, to create it. Well, anyway, someone approached me about starting a nonprofit and they said that they would do all the paperwork and help me walk out that process. And they did. And it came to the point to where the business needed a name and I didn't have a name. And so I remember being at a concert. My daughter was playing in high school, um, a concert, and I was sitting there and the choir was playing a song. And it wasn't this song, but I heard the words just the beginning. It was, it was very clear. I got up. I went and called the person who said that they would start. Um, they had already started the paperwork. They needed the name. And I gave them the name. I said, that's what I just heard. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. And it truly has been just the beginning. And that's interesting. So somebody just walked up to you and, and said, you should start a nonprofit or how did that come? They up? did. I was at church. Really? You know, there's something about being in the places you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You kind of attract um, what's in you. 
And so that person walked up to me and they said, hey, I heard that you were wanting to start a business. Have you ever thought about starting a nonprofit? And I said, no. I said, I don't know anything about a nonprofit. Um, uh, and still today, I'm learning every single moment. Um, but he was willing um, to do all the paperwork and everything that took. And he did that. And I'm very blessed by him. His name is Mr. Darian Lewis. He's the person who helped me do that. And um, just the beginning's been around ever since. Um, we were told it would take about uh, six, eight weeks, um, maybe even longer. Uh, we got word back that we were official nonprofit in about a week and a half. And how long ago was that? How old, that when was, did you start? That was April 2009. 2009. Mm -hmm. okay. It's 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, what exactly does Just the Beginning do? Just the Beginning literally serves justice involved women. We're a Christ-centered organization. We help to empower them towards self-sufficiency, esteem, and wholeness. I love what I get to do. Um, I just came from substance abuse. I teach substance abuse every Tuesday. And we talked about self-esteem. And so uh, self-esteem is a big one. We talked about uh, we talked about the things that we don't like about ourselves, because we're, they're getting comfortable in being able to talk about those things now because of the different types of treatment. They have spiritual treatment, they have boundary treatment, um, they have anger management treatment. So they're learning and discovering things about themselves that they didn't know, and so. Um, Sounds like discipleship. <laughs> At a whole nother level. Yes, it is discipleship. The participants of Just the Beginning, we've just kind of evolved um, since we've been, we've been um, in existence. And most of our participants have been really counted out by society. We have some ladies who may not have qualified for other programs. And somehow they got connected and reached out to Just the Beginning. Most of the women have some type of violent charge. Um, which doesn't make them that person. That person is discovered after she comes to just the beginning. And so our goal is because we get to advocate for her on a level we never anticipated, but we get to advocate her with her at the court system and with her attorney on her progress. What we've realized is that because a person is adjudicated, meaning instead of doing your time or sentencing to Oklahoma Department of Corrections, um, that you will be sentenced to just the beginning. And we will advocate for you every month. And so that's what we get to do. So after the 12 months, um, not only is she doing the things that she is supposed to do, she's doing above and beyond. And like I said, our ultimate goal is to become the parent that she's supposed to be and to make a huge um, economic impact in her community that she serves in. And where is uh, Just the Beginning growing? Because I know you got the new... Um, the new office. Mm -hmm. well, are you still looking into the housing aspects of it? Well, right now, actually, we are uh, partners with Climbing Mountains okay. uh, with Miss Carmen, um, and eventually we will have the campus, which will house twenty-four women. 
But right now we don't have the campus, but since I, you know, I put it out there, it will happen one day. And the campus um, will have all the training facilities that's needed. We'll have family um, reunification centers. We'll have um, ability for women to be able to, um, of course, have their own house, um, their own places that they can purchase. We're going to have all of that um, available for women in our program. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of a lifetime process. They don't really disconnect. It's so funny to be in the building where we are because we have quite a few graduates who work in the building of just the beginning. So uh, when they're passing by, they're always waving, you know, or they'll stop by and give a hug or whatever. And sometimes they'll all be at the fundraiser too. So we're excited about what we've done. We've had, we will have had 95 graduates who have completed the process and still functioning. Now, as far as the jail ministry that you do, is that just the beginning or is that its own jail? It, it is just the beginning. Also, as a matter of fact, some of the ladies will reach out to us or their family members and have them call us and we'll go and interview. We do our interviews uh, once a week. And... Um, if we find out that they're a good fit, because we go over all the guidelines, um, if they, we find out they're a good fit for the program, we will show up at court. We'll let their attorney and their loved one know that they've been approved, and then we'll show up for court in regards to our acceptance. And it's up to the judge and the prosecutor and however they see fit as to whether or not a program is an option for that individual. Now, it how they introduced it just being, because I know well, I used to work in jails, they used to talk to them about a celebrate recovery and some of the other things. Like, how are we, you in, in the same mm-hmm. same mode? We do jail ministry every week. Okay. Just the beginning does. And so when we do jail ministry, um, inside the pods, we talk about the program. We talk about just the beginning and the ladies talk. So um, that's basically how we get to know uh how we get connected to some of our women. And sometimes graduates will talk about, they'll have, you know, they'll t- refer us to other people. So we're either referred by the court system, maybe an attorney. I was in court yesterday and an attorney saw me. And he, there's a young lady that was sitting next to me. He said, you really need to call um, this young lady. It, he was talking about me um, in regards to her case. So uh, it just word of mouth. The word of mouth of the success of the participants is what's growing just the beginning. And we're looking for amazing donors, whoever would like to fund just the beginning or um, fund a young lady um, for a year. You know, that's about twenty four hundred dollars for one year for one participant. Um, And we're looking for people to partner with who would love to see the heartbeat of just the beginning continue to grow. How can people get in contact with Just Beginning? They can either email us um, or go to our website at justthebeginningok.org. And a big thank you to Janice for sharing that with us. If you'd like to get in contact with her or support Just the Beginning, you can find the link in the description below. Okay, so next week on our show, we'll have Ramon Walker. He's a young entrepreneur, and he'll be telling us about his company, Dream Start, He'll also be sharing his testimony, which includes homelessness 
and lack of self-esteem. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we do have a Patreon page. And if you go to our website, axe9films.com, we do have a donation tab as well as an online shop. And you can find the links to all those in the description below. This is Jakari Jackson for axe9films.com, where we ask the question, where did you encounter Christ?